Turning and turning in the widening gyre, the falcon cannot hear the falconeer. Things fall apart, the center cannot hold. Mere anarchy is loosed upon the world. The blood-dimmed tide is loosed, and everywhere the ceremony of innocence is drowned. The best lack all conviction, while the worst are full of passionate intensity. Surely some revelation is at hand. Surely the second coming is at hand. The second coming. Hardly are those words out, when a vast image out of spiritus wundi troubles my sight somewhere in the sands of the desert. A shape with lion body and the head of a man. A gaze blank and pitiless as the sun is moving its slow thighs while all about it. Real shadows of the indignant desert birds. The darkness drops again, but now I know that twenty centuries of stony sleep were vexed to nightmare by a rocking cradle. And what rough beast, its hour come round at last, slouches towards Bethlehem to be born. So hi, welcome to your Fear the Walking... Oh, sounds. You got sounds. Come on, kids. Hi, welcome to Weekly <laughs> Walking Heroics. No councils walking for weekly. zombies, men. Just pick one. <laughs> pick one, we'll wing it. <laughs> wing it, wing it, wing it. My bad. I'll go to mute now. That, that, that's, we're good, we're good. Haven't had welcome good... to Amateur Internet Radio. Yes, we haven't had a good train wreck for you in about two episodes, so why not? Uh, hi, it's your Fear of the Walking Dead cast. There we go. That's what tonight's schedule is. And I'm Scott McGregor, one of your usual hosts and the proprietor of this particular podcast. Uh, and I'm joined with all my other people, my peeps, my tribe, my survivors. Uh, Mike it's Zuno. not all of us. Yeah, it's no, not all of us, though. So. Most well, of us. Well, we thought we were going to get... Uh, what do you mean it's not all of us? It's all the regulars. With uh, Professor Allen. He, he's, you know, temporary, and he wore himself talking with his daughter today, selfish bastard. The and nerve so, uh, of him to do his own show. I know, God. What, what the hell, Alan? And, I, and then we offered to let him come on and just hoarsely act like a zombie through the whole show, which I thought it would have been hilarious. But I already have him taped doing that, so I can just do it if I want to anyway. <laughs> um, so we were going to have him be, you know, guest star zombie Travis. I thought it was a good idea, but um, he had to decline and couldn't afford him. Whatever. Moving on. All my regular peeps are here. Uh, been with me for more than X number of uh, episodes. And it's Mike Zumo, Brian Hughes, and Beth Hughes. Hello. 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 And we are covering uh, Season 3, Episode 3, Teotwaki. No, it's not a, a, a samurai zombie um, tale by any means, but... but I think I had that the last time I had Japanese. <laughs> Did you, Teotwaki? Yeah. yeah. And you're in the bathroom for hours, screaming Teotwaki. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Curry does that to me. I don't know if there's an appropriate Indian word I should be yelling, but Teotwaki works for me. Anyway, we open with Jeremiah Otto's advertisement, presumably filmed in the late 80s or maybe early 90s, for his survivalist videotape series about surviving Teotihuacan. And for those of you not into the whole, you know, uh, was it acronym thing there? It's uh, the end of the world as we know it. And the sounds of REM play in my head for some reason. And so we get to watch this little video and roll credits. And, uh, so then we get a little insight into the, the whole Otto story here. He was basically, you know, your your typical uh, Cold War-ish, you know, survivalist, getting ready for the, the big nuclear showdown, or God versus the devil, take your pick, whatever. I'll so, bet he wasn't expecting zombies. No, no, he even said, you know, last episode, it's like, you know, we did not see this one coming, because no one in this world has ever made a zombie movie, so, you know, what the hell are we supposed to think? So we cut to a large gathering at Otto's camp, uh, which we find is Charlene's memorial service, the famous, uh, nearly faceless woman that we lost last episode. Uh, the Clarks are also in attendance, and the woman eulogizing her makes kind of a comment about Charlene dying, protecting the unprepared, meaning those dirty, dirty Clarks. Uh, Maddie gets up and introduces her family and thanks them and is met with less than friendly stares. Jake Otto, uh, the good Otto, uh, we're going to start calling him. He seems to be the 
and thereby probably doomed Otto, starts talking about the importance of grief. You know, we've all lost people. Let's welcome them into our fold. But uh, is instantly interrupted by a citizen concerned about uh, who, who may have shot down the chopper, obviously. And Jeremiah and Troy, you know, feed the testosterone and assure strong action. Uh, we'll get them. We'll get them good. The Clarks are encountering a lot of animosity in the camp. One younger woman, though, does offer some kindness. Uh, her name is Gretchen, and Alicia is invited to Bible study with the local band, you know, Christian rock band or whatever. But, uh, you know, at first she's like, yeah, no, it's okay. But uh, you know, Gretchen kind of gives her the wink and a nod and be like, no, this is not really Bible study. Is it not? Wow. No, it's a birdcage study. So it's some aviation watching, yes, or avian watching. I thought it was 70s show re- recreation, uh, recreations. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, it was a little, <laughs> little of all that, really, yeah. yeah. If all we needed was someone really... to go say dumbass. Yeah, right. <laughs> if Bible study was really done like that, I, honestly, I, more people will attend. I never would have <laughs> left, yeah, indeed. <laughs> Nick is feeding uh, Luciana, who is awake, luckily, and, and looking a lot better, but they still got her in handcuffs. Uh, she wants out due to the whole they fucking shot me thing. You know, kind of hard to argue that one. And she obviously wants Nick to leave with her. Um, and we kind of leave that one hanging. But uh, Maddie goes to talk to Nick, but finds Troy being creepy instead and lying in one of the beds. Mm-hmm. And they have a little chat. She finds out that Troy was homeschooled. Big surprise there. Probably so he wouldn't kill the school. <laughs> Probably a good call on Daddy Otto's Probably. part there. Um, he, he's trying to warm her up to him. And he bas- she basically kind of calls him a monster. you know. Uh, and yet, he's kind of leaving the door open. Uh, he says that uh, he picked Maddie, but not Nick. You know, but creepy. And Maddie tells him that they're a package deal. Sorry, you know, if you want to try to get with the MILF thing, you're going to have to put up with my son being around. On to Victor and his new green jag. He's driving through a line of refugees, and uh, they come to a big hydro dam, which I, I don't think is implied as Hoover, but I don't think he's that far north. It must be something. Uh, he asks the guards about a na- uh, man named Dante, and he is almost killed. Uh, but Dante intervenes and saves him, sort of. Family meeting time, Maddie tells uh, the family that the obvious, the Troy is creepy. Yeah, you kind of knew that one, Mom. Nick says that they should leave, but Maddie is steadfast in trying to make it work at the camp, probably to overthrow it eventually, because Maddie's kind of an idiot sometimes. Maddie comes to talk to Jake and Jeremiah, and she tells them that Troy's a creepy little uh, break-in, and uh, Jeremiah starts showing some hints of his less-than-maybe-friendly feelings towards women. He's like, I can kind of see how men don't like you, Maddie. You you speak up, and you're uppity, and you have intelligence and stuff. Uh, Jeremiah is not sympathetic in the least, though, and basically tells Jake to show her the videotape series. And Jake, the good and inevitably doomed Otto, assures Maddie that he'll keep an eye on Troy for her. Good luck with that, buddy. So maybe yeah. you should do two eyes. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alicia is enjoying some horsies, and, and Nick presses her about whether she wants to stay or not, and she admits that she doesn't, but it's just that it's a different circle of hell, so, you know, so what difference does it make, really, where they enjoy hell? <laughs> that wise, part has got to be true. Yeah, you know, let's see. And where are they going to go? Well, exactly. You know, I mean, you want to look at things pragmatically. You are in pretty much the best, uh, best possible place you're going to be in in this shit storm. You know, with a bunch of armed people that are supposedly protecting each other. So it's also been a few weeks since Nick has uh, covered himself with Walker guts. So I'm sure he misses it. He's got to be. Yeah, he's he's feeling twitchy to, to walk with his people. I mean, his last try at being Moses got everyone killed anyway, so maybe he should just stick with the ones that are already dead. Uh. <laughs> so Alicia Alicia joins... Uh, oh, okay. Yep. So we get Jake uh, telling his brother Troy to lay off the Clarks, and Troy thinks he, uh, they're his friends because he's crazy. 
You're my friends. They don't mind that I tried to murder most of them. He again didn't want to probably Friends don't stick women. spoons in each other's eyes. No, no, but uh, apparently that's the kind of... Oh, uh, uh, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm sorry for him. That was foreplay. Yeah, that's apparently the kind of positive reinforcement he, he needs to feel warm with people, as we'll see more of later. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I just I'm loving this episode for giving me an excuse to use a particular movie soundbite. I'm sure, you guys can figure out which one. So yeah, he tells Troy to lay off the Clarks, and uh, again, uh, Troy defends his sick science experiments, and and is again told away to stay away from the Clarks, and he's like, yeah, sure, whatever, bro. Daddy likes me best because I'm the damaged one. Alicia joins the camp Bible study, which, of course, is an apocalypse bunker, <laughs> appropriately. And Alicia quickly finds out the Bible study is actually bongs, booze, and Bowie. Uh, no Bible <laughs> appears to be present, but the kids do seem to know their scripture pretty well. And she asks where the cool kid is that she was uh, told that she's going to meet Jeff. And, uh, <laughs> and, and so Gretchen retrieves Jeff from a bucket. And he's a living zombie head in a birdcage. Your move, Governor, on the other show. Um, What's in your birdcage? <laughs> <laughs> got, got to say, yeah, they, they, it's like, oh, you got a, you know, aquarium full of dead zombie heads? Hold my beer and watch this. Um, instead of being horrified, though, Alicia is stoned and laughing. And uh, just a personal anecdote here. I don't think it's any surprise that I may have imbibed some. Uh, Mother Nature's natural sacred er sacred herb in my time. Uh, and you get the laughs. It's true. It's not really a myth. Uh, but I would not ever laugh. I don't care how stoned I've ever been in my life. I would never laugh at a fucking zombie head in a birdcage. Just nothing funny about that scenario at all to me. So. Nor would I, but then again... <laughs> You we don't are, know until you've been, you know, seventeen-year-olds <laughs> sitting around talking about Bible studies while looking Stoned at seventeen-year-olds. Yeah. you know, and that might have been the extra strong herb too. Yeah, and and we noticed this was not Alicia's first time using said bong. Oh no, no, she was, she, she was an old pro. There. Definitely a vet. Yeah, I don't think that surprised anybody. Um, but, yeah, uh, weird. I, I don't do call think, it... What's that? Beth? Do you think that they named him Jeff or G-Off or Jeff because of the way they spelt it? It was G-E-O-F-F, G-Off with his head. Oh, maybe. So I didn't watch it with captions, so I didn't, I didn't see what they were using for a spelling on it. Yeah, well, well, that his, was the, the credit for the guy that played the head... It is Jeff the head with space uh, with uh, dashes between so or hyphenated, <laughs> okay. um, and yeah. uh, boy, the guy they got playing the head, uh, yeah, he is. Uh, I mean, he looks like a weird, creepy head outside of the makeup. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I didn't get around to watching Talking Dead this week, unfortunately. So you guys got me at a disadvantage, probably. Oh. Well, no, I mean, I was, I was looking that up on IMDb, but there's mm -hmm. one other thing that I, I've got a question i got to ask, and I don't know if this is an appropriate moment or if I should wait till later, but uh, as I was looking at the cast list, I saw Emma Caulfield on the list. And if oh. you are, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, she, of course, was the vengeance demon from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Right. Uh, give me the name. What's the name? Oh, Anya. Uh, Anya, yeah. Yeah. And uh, definitely afraid of bunnies, and she's supposed to, and she's listed on the cast, but uh, I don't recall seeing her there. Okay, and it doesn't give a name to who she's playing. She's got to be coming up. Because I do remember reading that and posting. Yeah, she was going to be on. Yeah, I remember yeah. And our okay. Fear the Walking Dead cast uh, Facebook page, where you can keep up on all the greatest Walking Dead news and even some of the stupidest Walking Dead news. So look for that in your Facebook search bar. Fear the Walking yeah. Dead cast. Tim. Show has been pimped. Moving on, but yeah, I, I thank you for reminding me of that. So, yeah, I don't think she was. I would have recognized her. I think because she did play. Uh, you know, she did a little bit on Supergirl not too long ago too. So I, I know what she looks like these days. Good, good. Looking forward to seeing Emma. Most definitely. 
Yep, stoned and laughing, Jeff in the birdcage, and because he's an idiot, apparently, Jeremiah left some outtakes on the survival tapes uh, <laughs> that, that shows him being, you know, basically the first one that Maddie kicked in there. It's like, way to hide that one, Jeremiah. <laughs> uh, shows him being a complete dick and very abusive to his wife. Um, and scaring his kids and yelling at camera people, you know, it's like, uh, what's his name, Batman, did on the Terminator. Christian so Bale. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremiah walks in and admits that it wasn't his finest moment, but informs her that his late wife, as well as him, you know, was an alcoholic, and it killed her. Uh, I don't know if Matt, Maddie kind of seems to be sympathetic, you know, like, yeah, my dad was that kind of drunk to her dad or mom, I don't remember which. Back with Victor and Dante, they are reminiscing about some past time involving the late lamented Thomas and sharing some booze. And back in the Bible study from hell, the kids are basically playing a game of 20 questions with Alicia, uh, asking questions of each other through the head of Jeff, the zombie bird. And we find out that the people in the camp, much like our favorite place in Virginia, have never really been out in the world any significant amount of time since the shit went down, which is only like five, maybe six months at this point, but whatever. Um, I mean, if you really want to count the, the days that the Clarks have been out there, they're not exactly pushing Rick levels of impressive, but whatever. They're, I guess they are I a mean, little... According to a timeline I found online, it's been about a month. A month? Since the whole thing started? It has to have been longer than that. It does. But it doesn't make any sense because I did see or hear about how it was only supposed to be a month. No. But yet there were kids that have been raised on that farm. They were born there. They've been there the whole time. Oh, but they were there way before the zombie Yeah, they were way before the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, he's been accumulating these people for a while because of other scary things. He's a collector. Yeah. But no, well, even in the first season, they, they actually stated when they were, you know, the army came in and had the town, you know, basically under martial law, that it had been like at least three or four weeks there. So we yeah. know it's been much more than a month, you know. It's, it, it's got to be pushing four to five, I would think, at this point, you know, real world time. We don't really know how long, like, Maddie and the Clarks were out on the road before they got picked up either. You know, we don't know how long, like, Nick and company had marched before they got ambushed. And, but, yeah, I don't think still that Alicia should be throwing around, like, on this worldly survivor thing yet. You know, you need a little more time under your belt, I think, Alicia. Now she killed someone. That gives her cred. That gives yeah. her street cred. Oh, oh, yeah, there at least, but, you know. I'm betting she's going to meet up with some people that got a lot more than one notch on the old murder belt. <laughs> I mean, she got more street cred than Vanilla Ice, okay? <laughs> That's true, mm-hmm. yeah. We'll you think that, there, that she's, I mean, you think that she's going to meet some kid there besides whatever uh, his name is, the crazy-ass one. Zach, mm. is it? Troy. So, Troy. Yeah. Troy. Oh, okay, so Troy, do you think he's really other than Troy that she's in the group of kids she's hanging with that Bible study gonna have more street cred than her in that? Oh no I mean just in the world in general you know she'll eventually you know, run up against somebody in the outside world or somebody that gets in that'll be like oh you got one kill that's cute yeah. well you know this isn't gonna be like the hotel where people are gonna be showing up there every day I wouldn't think so. No, no. You have to work really hard to get to this place. I mean, that's why they don't post and everything like you would have in front of, say, the hotel or, or, you know, as Rick and them got outside of Alexandria or whatever. It's you have to work really hard to get there and they're going to see you coming. So, yeah, you're not going to have many new people unless they're recruits that Troy's brought home and he doesn't. Pick boys. He doesn't bring too many people home, yeah. Uh, but she, yeah, she does admit that she killed a man and it, that it felt easy. So, at least you go into some dark places. Necessary dark places. Dante takes a Victor, uh, Victor for a stroll on his little hydro dam project and demonstrates the punishment system for bad people, which is, of course, dumping them off into a pile of walkers. It's a good little zombie kill. 
Dante Venice. I thought that was really interesting. Um, interesting special effect. Yeah. When when they dropped that guy, cause, I mean, it was both good and bad. I mean, you could see the bad part of the special effect, but the detail of the guy hitting the ground and the expression that they put on his face as he did it. Yeah. I thought that was really cool, but at the same time, kind of transparent on, you know, how cheap the effect was. Yeah. Yeah. It's neat. I got to give this episode for. I mean, just this show in general, they. It did give us some different twists and shit. I, I, I mm-hmm. did not see a, a zombie birdcage coming by any stretch of the imagination. And nor <laughs> did I. <laughs> no, I didn't either. The only missed opportunity is one of the stone kids trying to, you know, get him to open in the cage. Like, let's get him to do a bong, man, then getting chomped or something. That's the way I would have well, I'm it. waiting to see whenever Alicia <laughs> uses the head to kill someone. Yeah, 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 that would be neat. Because that with a just might happen. Perseus and the, and the, the Gorgon. I was thinking the exact same thing. <laughs> just throws it at people. <laughs> Bowling ball. Catch! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alright. Kind of a different take on the whole Michonne thing. It's like, I'm keeping this fucker's jaws intact. I'm just going to not have his body around. Now, did y'all hear about how that was made? Because no. that was kind of cool. Okay, so um, they have the whole uh, deck built really high up so yeah. uh, Jeff the head could actually stand under it and be able to move his neck back and forth to give that illusion that it's really tilting back and forth. Yeah, talk about a good economical effect because I mean that's then you know that's like the old school stage magic way to do you know a disembodied exactly. head basically. So it's exactly. like you know they went back to that was a craft project that wasn't that didn't require anything too expensive. Three guys and a hammer, you know. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was awesome. I I kind of like the whole Bible study. Uh, theory they have going on for the teens I thought that was brilliant because who mm-hmm. wouldn't not just where the hell they get their shit you know left me like oh sure grow it out in the fields why not yeah <laughs> yeah it's going to stop you at this point it's probably exactly. a good idea to have everybody in the, uh, the apocalypse fairly well medicated you know if mm-hmm. possible and weed's better than booze you can still fire straight on weed so I'm told well I'm pretty sure there's all kind of medicinal you know resources for for it so why not grow it but thinking your kids won't get a hold of it is another thing yeah that's that's as you know naive as parents now that think their kids aren't going to get a hold of it (laughs) true (laughs) true Dante what's that no, I said, Tommy sure has taken an interest in, in, in gardening out there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I ain't seen any have. fruit come off that plant. <laughs> yeah. They must just be eating them in the field. It's special fruit. Yeah. Yeah, I'm waiting for the, the mushroom farm to show up in some episode, uh, <laughs> especially down in Mexico. Um, Dante has his thugs grab Victor and, and basically tells him, uh, we weren't that close pre-apocalypse, dude. We were businessmen, and I didn't like you much. Uh, and you think it's kind of Victor is here for his water, which kind of is. Uh, Strand tries to use his negotiating powers to convince Dante to spare him and, and let him work off his debt of stealing from Thomas, and he, and he does, and he gets thrown in the cell for his troubles. So basically enslaves Victor and be like, yeah, you know, we're not going to be partners. You're going to be my bitch. <laughs> so that didn't go quite as well as Strand no, thought Vic, it would. <laughs> Strand wasn't able to talk his way out of this one. No. Uh, Nick is watching an older couple. I thought this was sweet. He was watching an older couple dance in the camp and feeling all fuzzy about it. And then, of course, Troy rolls up and ruins it and offers Nick a situation that can't go well, that of going to a hunt a uh, wild boar with him. And uh, Nick's like, sure, guy that wants to kill me, let's go. <laughs> uh, sometimes the Clark's brains just disappear. They're, they're generally pretty adequate people, but they just have scenes where they just... Their IQ drops 100 points. Maddie and Jeremiah are chatting, and he informs her that her son is uh, probably doomed, and tells him tells her about the hunt. And they bond over tobacco, and then Maddie spews some family secrets about Nick being a junkie. Thanks, Mom. Hippo laws. Otto asks her if... Uh, well, she's she not knows, a doctor. 
No, she's a counselor. She's she's bound by HIPAA laws. And she's a mom. You don't fucking do that. <laughs> Otto asks her if she knows why he tolerates Troy's murdery ways, and he asks her to take a walk with him. And he basically explains, like, yeah, my, my son's kind of a psycho, but that kind of works in this world. We need some psychos, as long as we can control them. And he's my boy, so I'm sure I can control him. Right. And the great boar hunt, uh, we flash to that for a minute, and the dogs are loosed. And Jeremiah shows Maddie the pantry, which is possibly the biggest gun food supply cache in existence in the apocalypse. Let's be real. Yeah. I do want to point out that that as as you walk through there and you looked at everything you had, there did not appear to be a good supply of Kool-Aid. So I think they're safe from that particular aspect of things. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, They get enough guns to do the trick, though, if they want. And luckily, I didn't see anything from the Dharma initiative in there, so we're good. You mean DARPA? DARPA? No, Dharma. Lost reference. Yeah. That is ah, lost oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Nobody cares that's anymore. Right, <laughs> <laughs> and Otto gives her the pitch about rebuilding civilization, basically, and asks if her family is up to it. And Maddie's like, yes, even though most of them want to leave, we're, we're on board. Yeah, I don't think what's left of her family is really the rebuilding civilization type. No, she does. Uh, although, yeah, I think there might be bad plans in store for Maddie and, and Alicia, at least. Back at the hunt, uh, Nick immediately gets Tony alone, and uh, Tony? Troy alone, and gets him on the ground with a gun to his head, and Troy is completely unfazed. He, he basically, you know, Nick's like, how long do you think it would take you to turn? Troy triumphantly says, 86 minutes. <laughs> He's like, you should time it. I know I'm right. And Troy defends his experiments, of course, and, and Nick fires a shot into the ground right next to his head and, and and steals Troy's little science journal, tearing it to pieces. And then they basically do the... What? Did we just become best friends? Yep! From stepbrothers. <laughs> yeah, and Troy literally says, oh, I think we can be friends now. It was hilarious. Brian <laughs> called that. He goes, what are they going to do now? You know they're going to hug. <laughs> and I just started, I laughed my ass off watching them hug. I was like, oh my god. And then he goes, Brian says again, yep, they can be friends now. And then he goes, yeah, we can be friends now. I'm like, what the hell? Did he yeah. read the script? <laughs> yep, yeah, no, it was like somebody read, somebody saw Step Brothers. <laughs> you want to go in the garage and do karate? Yep. Sandra <laughs> ever saw that movie. Yeah, oh, it's, it's pretty good. You can't put Will Ferrell and, and John Riley in the same room and not have a few laughs come off it. So. But, yeah, so the, the Clark children are, are, are making some strange alliances and buddies uh, in this little camp, and I, I'd like to think that they, you know, not so much trying to adapt is maybe infiltrating you know i think i think they both have their own little agendas in a way too or alicia just likes getting stoned with zombie heads you know no judgment well you know she's discovered a new thing yeah maddie goes to see of luciana uh who thanks her for waiting until she healed before they leave eh, guess what maddie says nah yeah, well, we're gonna wait a little longer yeah, we're going to stay here and survive, and I'm betting Lucy isn't convinced. Uh, Alicia comes back from church camp, and she basically gives her the ultimatum. It's like, well, you leave if you want, but my boy's staying with me, or he'll have to make the choice at that point. So I'm sure that's coming. Alicia comes back from church camp and says, praise Jeff, I mean Jesus. Jeremiah announces that a patrol is overdue, so they're organizing a little posse, and they get many volunteers, including Madison, and all the men are like, what? He's hoping for a shot at Travis's killer, I'm sure. Troy has a chubby, you know, when this happens, of course, and he goes to sit, she goes to sit next to him at, at, at lunch, and seductively puts a napkin on his lap, um, so I think Maddie's playing up uh, Mr. Creepy's attraction for uh, getting a little power. Um, using your counseling powers on him, but uh, I'm not sure that's you know, we, the wisest move. Beth and I were talking about this. <laughs> Beth and I were talking about that, and we were, you know, while it gave us a, a little bit of the creep factor, we kind of think maybe it's more of the the motherly aspect of it rather than the a, a uh, sexual or whatever you wanted to, that she's trying to throw on there because what this guy doesn't have is that mother figure. 
Okay, you know what? I'll admit my mind goes to deviant places primarily. <laughs> well, honestly, if you were to think about it, then he is attracted to her in that way. The best thing for her to do is to act like a mother. So he doesn't get those kind of ideas. You know, because, of course, most people don't want to fuck their own mother. Most. Yeah. But I don't. I don't know. I. I think that ship has sailed, and I think she definitely has locked on to the point that he's got something a little more than you know motherly uh, needs from her. I don't know. That's just that the vibe I got, and I, I think that she's. I, I hope you're right because like I said I don't like where my brain went on that, but. <laughs> I, I think she's yeah. kind of playing it up. I think she's, she's definitely using that for her own gain. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was like, your kids are over there. And she's like, yeah, I know. And I want to sit next to my boyfriend. Uh, Now, do you really think that Maddie's pretty good at manipulating people to do what they want, what she wants them to do? I think she thinks she is. I think we're going to find out. Yeah. I think she thinks she is. And, you know, and uh, that's probably her job probably led her to that because, I mean, what what else is a guidance counselor for in, like, a high school setting than to kind of manipulate kids <laughs> into doing what you want them to do, you know, or what they feel like they, you know, the path that they can't see for themselves you want to point them down or whatever. So she could be playing a little bit of that, the psychology. She realizes he's a very damaged guy, and so I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it's a smart Maddie or a stupid Maddie at this point. We'll, we'll see that play out, certainly. I don't think it matters. They're going to do whatever the hell they want to do anyway. So how she plays it, I don't think. Whether they do it now or do it in a year from now, I don't think it's going to matter much. Yeah. Oh, I, 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 My prediction on, on how this is going to play out is – well. I th- what I think is going to happen here is very, very soon someone's going to step come across uh, Ophelia, yeah. and they're going to find her chained up, and probably someone is giving her a pregnancy test every day just to make sure. Because mm-hmm. I think that that's what Troy has been doing, is he's been finding all the ease he can to repopulate the species, whether they want it or not. Jeremiah might know about it, too. I, I think he's... Yeah protecting him and he kind of probably set him off on this this little quest you know he's yeah could definitely go there because i mean when you're you talk about like i mean luckily they didn't play this as a hugely religious type cult guy you know it's not david koresh but he's obviously got some bible-based shit going on so it could go there um and you know his his flock you know instinctually uh you know repeats back his 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 famous saying from his little videotapes, and he's definitely doing the re-education thing in there. Uh, so we shall see if it gets, you know, creepy religious weird or just general prepper weird. <laughs> but I mean, when you're talking about rebuilding the nation and stuff, yeah, well, that's one of the practical things you think about, I would think, is repopulation, too. Our final scene is Victor in custody, and someone uh, drops in a little canteen of water through the bars. And then we see our main man, Daniel, through the bars, who says, I told you I'd be your guardian angel. And And, uh, very much alive. Yep, very much alive. It's fairly unburnt from what we saw, and uh, I'm ready for more, Daniel. Absolutely. I don't think Strand is. Probably, well, you know, he's kind of a world of shit right now, so I don't think he's going to really, you know, care who gives him a canteen full of water. He was uh, one little grasp away from falling into a pile of zombies. (laughs) I don't think he's going to... Victor's nothing if not practical. If he knows someone can save his ass, he's probably going to follow that guy. See, I happen to think that this group of individuals that um, is holding Strand, and uh, I really think that those are the individuals firing on that helicopter. And I, I... that sure does make it a small, small world. But I, what if that, that's how Daniel Strand and and Madison's, you know, kids end up back as a group together? Yeah, quite possibly. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. In one of the, like, season preview clips that I saw, there was one 
little quick scene of like a Native American looking man, uh, and he just like he's just kind of standing there, and he just says, "You need to leave the camp." So I'm wondering if maybe there's another faction a little bit closer that's going to fuck with the camp first, and maybe they have to flee from there, and they end up at the dam or something. Cause, yeah, we don't have a real good sense of like where the dam is compared to everything else, but it seems like it would be a bit ways away. Um, or you'd think maybe even, you know, the, the main camp there would have tried to seize it already. It sounds like something the autos would definitely target. So I don't know, but good to have Danny back. Although I mean, my other possible theory for that is that Daniel is actually working. You know, he's actually in, in this group of people and maybe it's somebody he knew from, you know, back in, dealt with back in El Salvador and stuff too. Uh, so it could go either way. He may not be a, a rescuing guardian angel. He may just be, he may be Victor's new foreman on whatever project they're going to put his ass on. <laughs> that would be kind of interesting. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know what you guys think of the, the episode overall. I, I'm enjoying this season so far. having a blast uh, the first three episodes here, as I kind of knew I would. I think that they're doing a great, great job of, of casting these characters that they're bringing in. You know, the guy that's playing Troy and the guy that's playing Jeremiah, they are so perfect for the parts they're doing. Even even Jake. Yeah, um, sure. And, oh, you know, every teenager we've gotten, aside from Alicia, is a real teenager. Now, Alicia's not a real teenager. She's in her mid-20s somewhere. She's acting a teenager, and I don't always buy that, especially when they had her with the kids. That just, you know, you could, you could see the difference there. Yeah. But but beyond that, you know, it's worked out. And, and Nick, of course, he's fighting a, an acne breakout right now. So uh, <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> that that's helping him keep that that nice young appearance. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm hoping that's just uh, it's a skin thing and not a habit thing. Because apparently, the yeah, the real guy that plays Nick has a couple of his own Nick like issues. And he had gotten. I remember, we were speculating last. Uh, Last season, I think it was like right after last season, it wrapped or something. He got himself a little DWI thingy and uh, got into a fight with a security guard, security guard at CVS. Yeah, so <laughs> well, that's it. That's it. Yeah, but I believe there was a bit of drinky drinky going on uh, that prompted I, it. So they still haven't resolved that. You know, it's still an open case. Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't be the first one. And Walking Dead, well, I said Seth Gilliam over on. The other Walking Dead was, yeah, he's the one that had the DWI. Uh, like, and we were wondering if maybe he wouldn't come back for long in the, the seventh season, but apparently AMC's cool with that, you know. Tend to your legal matters over here. And as long as it wasn't like an AMC security guard he got in a fight with, I guess they're cool with it. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, it's basically you're on a show where you find out that everybody's got demons. I guess you have to give into that just a little bit and accept that for people in real life, too. I would think so, <laughs> man, yeah. I mean, I'm sure most but, actors are, are generally damaged people at their core. You know, that's right. why they they play make-believe to, to get away from their demons. <laughs> or they get damaged while they're trying to get into the business. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, especially a show like this, man. I mean, most of these actors were relatively unknown, so at least, you know, like Nick and Alicia. Alicia had done the 100 for a while and kicked some ass on it, but, uh, you know, that you get into a show like this and instantly you're, like, super freaking celebrity. It's not just like you're, you're normal, you've got a sitcom or something, you know, unless the sitcom goes huge, but this universe in general is, like, you know, fucking Star Wars level huge at this point, you know? It's yeah. Just... <laughs> you know, Beth and I were talking about uh, Dayton Callie, who plays Jeremiah, yep. and it occurred to me while we're watching it who he reminds me of. Other and than you know, 80s just, breakdancers. <laughs> well, eighties breakdancers. And if you've watched that video, it's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, but it, he looks like what Vin Diesel would look like if they put Star Trek makeup on him to make him look old. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! And it's so true. Yeah. We put those side by side. <laughs> See, he could just play Groot in the next Guardian. Yeah, yeah. Just feed Vin's <laughs> oh voice through him. And it's funny. He's just so much like his character in Sons of Anarchy. I mean, the same accent and everything so kind of took place around the same area. So it's just now, like... He was also in Deadwood, right? 
Yeah, apparently. I never got around to watching Deadwood. But but aren't they making a Deadwood movie right now? Because Kim Dickens was talking about it yeah. recently. And yeah. I wonder I wonder if he's going to be in or maybe, maybe maybe they killed him. I don't know. I, I didn't watch Deadwood. Beth has watched Deadwood, but I have not. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but I, I figured that they didn't ever end this, the series, right? Or, I mean, because from what I saw... I, I didn't see an ending to it, really. Yeah, and I think that's that's what they're bringing it back for to just kind of wrap it up. I think I don't know, yeah. do ten years later oh, thing I or see. something. Okay. Okay. Now, now, circling back to uh, the show, uh, so, somewhere we got into a conversation. Beth and I got in a conversation about uh, you know because they were they were talking about hell a lot. Yeah. And. Well, we had a character named Dante, for God's sakes. Dante, yeah, yeah, because I was explaining to my wife about Dante Alighieri and the, um, oh, crap, what is it? The Divine Comedy, which, of course, you know, had, what was it called? The poem about the the, the, the trip trip through hell. Inferno, wasn't it? Yeah. Inferno, Dante's Inferno, yeah. Dante's Inferno. And just talking about the different levels of hell. Yeah, and uh, I'm just trying to figure out how that is working within this. Is Dante? It's Dante in this case supposed to represent the devil? He he literally throws people in a pit of lost souls that drag yeah. you down yeah. into them. So yeah. he'd have to be the devil to get that kind of a pressed suit in the, in the apocalypse. The, the symbology <laughs> yeah. in this one was definitely in big honking neon. Yeah. yeah, no doubt about that. But I loved it. I, I it's simple enough, you know that. Hopefully everyone catches it like that, and and it's it's kind of perfect. Because, I mean, even last season had its own – if they are doing, like, different kind of themes, you know, each season. Right. This is literally going to be, like, the, the people that were planning for the apocalypse, for, like, the biblical apocalypse. Exactly. You've got Ezekiel. You've got uh, yeah, Dante over here. And, yeah, it's very uh, – I agree where – Maybe the reason why all this is taking place is because uh, there isn't, and a Bible study really isn't a Bible study because maybe there is no spirit on Earth. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, well, even even wondering. well, even Nick himself, you know, he's devilish in his own way, and Nick, of course, is one of the names for the devil. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Yeah. So and, you know, yeah, he, and he did the failed Moses thing, basically. Um, so th- there's that too. And last season, I, I saw as more of a theme of, I mean, it was all more about, you know, Latino death myths and, and stuff like that, and a more healthy right. lo- outlook at death than really, like, this is kind of more the the wasp perception of, of what the apocalypse would be, and I'm sure we're going to find out that it's kind of almost slightly less healthy than what the, the Latino, you know, view of things were. That's why people are unhinged very dangerous creatures, and we probably wouldn't handle this shit very well. Uh, so I'm going right to Mexico. <laughs> but, yeah, it's uh, I kind of like that they're doing that, and, and they're laying it on a little thick, but it's it works for this. Um, yeah, I see where you're headed towards that, and it makes me also wonder, you know, you've got um, the Mexican culture and their beliefs, which are very, very strong, yeah. you know, in a uh, Catholicism, and then you've got um, Indians who believe in, you know, the sun, the moon, that kind of thing, right? Yeah, it looks like we'll be seeing some of that, too, yeah. And so, you know, I'm just kind of like, well, um, where does that leave us um, with Walking Dead, you know, since they have Ezekiel, who's supposed to be an actor, but is he really? I mean, it makes you wonder. He's oh, got yeah. a tiger by his side, and then yeah. here, yeah. at fear, you've got, um, you know, you've got Dante on the other side, but it's all taking place at the same time. Yeah, uh, it could go very, you know, stand-like, you know, if they wanted to rob right from Stephen King, have, a, have the two, two forces meet up for the big finale of the entire universe, you know, the Fear of the Walking Dead, Walking Dead crossover, battle to end all battles. <laughs> right? I mean, they said that they would never for meet, but you never know. Yeah. It, oh, there's so many years apart. So many miles. Now. Oh. Right. So, it's not that it's 
not impossible. It's yeah, just they, a thought, they bring you back know? an aged Nick or something. Yeah, and they're still floating out the the rumors out there that Nick's eventually gonna you know start the whispers and march them across you know the you know the lands and and fuck with Rick's crew and you non comic readers have no idea what I'm talking about, but. Um, <laughs> I don't really see that happening because, yeah, the years and the, the distance would be a problem. Uh, I just like that, yeah, they're, that's what I like about this Walking Dead better than the other one. That they are exploring kind of like how people, and it's easier in this one because it's earlier in the apocalypse, so you get to kind of play with what would different cultures, you know, look at this as. And right. so, at, at this point, the world is still becoming what it's going to become. Yeah. But I mean, in the other show, it's already kind of devolved into what it is. I've always liked religious explorations and things anyway. I mean, give me a colony of Hasidic Jews and how they deal with the apocalypse. I'm for that, too. No problem. Right. Yeah, and you're so not going to find that, that in New Mexico. Probably though. not, no. <laughs> I'll be walking dead east and up in Brooklyn or something, or Brighton, where I live. This is... <laughs> It'll, it, it'll be two miles from me. It'll be right next door to my parents' house. <laughs> yeah, but, but you gotta to wonder say, wh- where who, can they go from here? Have another... Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. I'm just I'm just wondering what direction they could go. Would you want them to go north or east or or what? I mean, we I don't well, they think they would. West. They can't go west. I don't no, think they no. want to go west. No. You know, being up the mountains is probably the safest thing to to do but it's going to make it very hard to get supplies i figured jeremiah otto is just planning on taking over you know the the whole southern west basically you know having camp otto move out into texas and you know new mexico and i think he's going to stay right where he's at i think he feels where he's at is safe and you know just when they need more people they go out and get them it's, I, uh, I think they're going to find out who shot down the chopper, and and so they got a patrol out there missing. So it's it's starting to get a little uh, you know, battle for the planet of apes vibe. And I mm-hmm. think there's going to be two major major camps going at it, and, and Jeremiah's going to think about grabbing some more territory. It's not pretty I'm not sure how much territory he can grab. As long as he's got people to man those guns, holy crap! No, but but the thing is, when you're talking about a when you're talking about uh, the preppers and everything, their whole thing is not about getting more. Their whole thing is about basically keeping everybody away and going off by themselves and staying there so they can survive on their own. They don't want to sit there and expand. They just True. need enough enough people to, to run things. They need to populate the species and build from within create legacy or whatever, but they're not going to sit there and say, let's take over this area next to us. Uh, they, if, you're, if your ultimate goal is nation building, which is his exact words, you got to right. think about expansion eventually. Exactly. The Cylons have a plan, man, even though Roger Mo- uh, Ronald Moore just said they didn't, bastard. Yeah, but I was thinking... Yeah, any- I just- See, now you got me thinking... <laughs> I just got See, this I image just, of Ever James almost playing Jeremiah rather than Dayton Kelly. That would have been cool. Oh, they've been awesome too. There's still room for him. We can get Edward on here. Yeah, yeah. not a problem. Let's just get every prominent, you know, Latino actor that I love on there. I'm, I'm good for that. Edward James almost like improves anything he's in by at least twenty five percent. So why wouldn't you? He's not doing Agents of Shield anymore. So. No, so he's clearly available. Mm-hmm. You gonna say something, Brian? Hmm. No, I said so. Say we all. So say we all. Indeed. That's praise Jesus uh, for the show. That's the catchphrase yeah. of, of this show. Apparently, praise Jeff. At least for this yeah. week. All blessings <laughs> to Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Jeff yeah. is the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll find out that. So we'll find out somewhere along the line that that. The kids actually made Jeff. It was Jeff was one of their buddies that they didn't like, and, and they, they they decided they just won him around to mock and blow bong hits at. Oh, you know Jeff is going to eat somebody eventually. It got to be, yeah, yeah. It's it's Chekhov's Jeff at this point. <laughs> That's his whole reason for being dead, living. I don't know. What do you call him? <laughs> That's his whole existence there. now. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Troy finds out about it, he's going to want to experiment. How long can this head exist without eating people? Well, it can exist. It can exist indefinitely. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he even said in like the last episodes, like, oh, or one of his guards did is like, oh, eventually they just stop eating. You know, or they stop getting hungry, but you know they'll still eat if you're around. Oh wow, that's you, you just uh, figured out how they're going to kill Troy. Well, Jeff. Is, no, no. Well, Alicia's going to offer him a little head. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> or <laughs> Maddie. Take, yeah. <laughs> take him down to the uh, shelter. Yeah. Say hi to that's, Jeff. That's the way my perverted mind would write it, probably. <laughs> yeah, it's a joke that's just begging to be written, but I don't know if they'll go there on this one. <laughs> so can't talk about the sexy stuff. You can have disembodied heads speaking to people, but can't actually reference oral sex, probably. Our TV's fucked up like that, Europe. Do you I think, think when uh, uh, Maddie's ready to kill off... Uh, gosh, I did uh, Troy, do you think it's possible that uh, Nick would stand in front of Troy to stop her from killing him? I don't know. They're, they're BFFs now. Yeah, so. I know. Does they rustled on the ground a little bit. They're best friends. Make you wonder? I, no, I, I got to hope you know, that at least Nick is doing the infiltration thing and just, you know. I mean, he's a smart kid, too. He knew if he'd capped Troy right there, he wasn't probably making it back home, so... I think he just, uh, or Nick's just freaking losing it, because he was just like, yeah, there's a little science, science journal, fuck you. No, this is, this is simply Nick putting his hands in the zombie, getting the blood out, and spreading it on his body. That's all he's doing here. He's still doing um, his little death rush, yeah. Yeah, and, and he's just, you know, basically, Troy's his uh, permanent, you know, zombie now. Yeah. He doesn't have to get a dead body, he's got... He's got Troy right there, and yeah. the moment that Troy doesn't isn't useful or is a threat, you know he's he's done with them. And so, but you'll, you'll Maddie or Alicia is going to be the one to finish him off. Oh, get a melon right. baller to go for the other eye. <laughs> yeah, we'll make a new Jeff. We'll plop <laughs> Troy into Jeff's cave, cage, and hand him over to the kids. And hey, this one ought to last you a little longer. You know. Okay, so the. Of course, big reveal, even though we all knew it was going to happen. Daniel. Yeah. And, 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 and it was real, Daniel. It wasn't uh, It wasn't a, uh, a ghost uh, of a, a man. haze-induced yeah, ghost or anything. And if you st- uh, watch the uh, scenes from next week, they actually show a bit of what Daniel's gone through since oh, uh, he left the, uh, the Hacienda. Cool. Or, I was hoping you know, they would yeah. fill us in on how he escaped the inferno. Again, there's that word. Uh, so, yeah. Excellent. Right. Now, this is a flashback episode I can get behind. Yeah, definitely. But it is, as Brian just said, at least it's not. Like, we had speculated last week, I think, you know, that it, maybe we'd see Daniel in a hallucination by Ophelia or something, you know, or a flashback from her. Right. But, no, we were going to get the real deal, and uh, mayhem and hilarity will ensue, I'm sure. And I, th- I am El Salvador so skills. I am excited and happy to see him read. Well, getting to see him be the badass that we all know he really is, yeah. and just let loose. There is no reason for him not to get to show that he's a badass. No, and I just but, can't wait. But guys, you got to remember, he is nutty as a fruitcake. He. He is he is still talking to his dead wife, probably. <laughs> yeah. That right there is probably one of the things that will save Strand's life, uh, if, if anything, because Strand will be able to work, work with that to uh, keep himself alive. Yeah. But uh, it, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how, how that plays out, if he gets him out, if uh, how, how they're going to have to play the game with Dante. And if Dante is who you guys think he is, at least as far as the <laughs> the, the compound's concerned, I don't know that he is. Um, but we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. But I'm definitely – I mean, that really, you know, it's like that That definitely ups the interest level just because – Blades, as I call him, uh, just is an awesome actor, and he's always riveting every time he's on screen. Yeah. We definitely yeah. missed him the back half of season two. Yeah. But uh... – all good things to those that wait, as long as we're quoting Bible stuff. I don't even know if that's actually in the Bible. It's a <laughs> proverb of some kind. 
It's not a proverb. Wait, yes, it is a proverb. Never mind. But you can email us at this podcast, by the way. At, uh, you can use weeklyheroics at yahoo.com. And, oh, we do have one more little piece of business that I should get to. Actually, uh, you can just go read it yourself. We've got a gr- very great uh, re- Do you want me to read the review we got on iTunes, guys? Oh, yeah. Sure. I almost forgot this, but oh, we yeah. need to give uh, David Pascarell a props. Gotta give David his props. Yep. He, um, and, and I'm supposed to yell at you for pressuring him into doing this, Brian, last episode. <laughs> you shamed him into it. <laughs> But uh, he, he's a trooper and we, we very valuable listener. Uh, so let me boot up iTunes here real quick. Apparently not real quick, but oh, that's an interesting. Question. I have it. Right, I have it right here. Oh, okay, cool. Well, read it then, Mister Mike. All right, here we go. Mikey Z. It is entitled "Must Listen Walking Dead Podcast." I, I wish I could say it with uh, David's. Uh, Thick uh, New York City accent, but mine's not not nearly as thick. And it is a five star review by the oh yeah, of course it better be by the aforementioned David A. Pascarella. And David writes, if you like The Walking Dead and fear The Walking Dead, this podcast is must listening. If you don't watch either show, this is still a fun and highly entertaining show. It's the hosts that make the show so entertaining. Every episode is humor. Serious discussion and serialized episodic review. Don't care for zombies? No problem. It's the human struggle discussed by the hosts that will bring you back week after week. If you like zombie stories, so much the better. You have to be listening to this truly great show. So, thank you, David. Yeah, that's that's awesome, man. We're blushing now. <laughs> yeah, much more than we probably deserve. Thank you, sir. <laughs> we love it. Thank you so much. Whoever gets. Well, yeah. Go ahead. Got your your synopsis of the show each week is uh, really really well done, very detailed. Uh, you put the rest of us to shame when we do it. So oh, I mean, I mean, the thing is, like, if if anything, you know, if someone isn't watching the series and they listen to this, they at least get an idea what's going on. You know, that's not something you get from from all other review shows. Um, you know, get as well as you do. So, you know, you take a bow for that at least because you do, you do a very good job of uh, describing all the events as they go on. Yeah, I thank you. That. Because I, I always beat myself up about the length of them. But, I mean, and then, see, David, I was going to try to start paring them down a little bit, and David's the one that pulled me back because he told me that, like, well, I don't watch the show, but, you know. So now I, yeah, I feel kind of obligated to do as much detail as possible and, throw my little silly jokes in there, too, um, which is the main reason I do it, just so I can annotate it. As I'm yeah, but, you know, there really wasn't much, <laughs> there really wasn't much to uh, snark about in, in this week's synopsis. No, it's it's cruising right along pretty well. Normally, I'm uh, the one doing that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, we could start, I'm, I'll start picking it apart by about, you know, week six or seven, where I'm just kind of happy to have it back right now. <laughs> so, There's really nothing in this episode to pick at. No, no, you know, there's some, the usual kind of silly Clark decisions that right. may or may not result in disaster. We don't know. Well, we should uh, be used to silly leader decisions by now. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, but, the one thing one thing I would say is that, you know, when you were sitting there giving the synopsis and you're, you're going back and forth between Maddie and, and Jeremiah and all the other things, I realized just how often they're switching back and forth from one thing to another because there was what four different plot lines they had going on in this episode that yeah. we had to keep track of Scott and Gipple's not running a, this show yeah it's yeah. It, it's it, it was really really interesting to, to notice that because I was waiting for you to come up to the whole when Jeremiah was showing Maddie the supply stores that they have there and I'm sorry there should be somebody in there with a gun at all times yeah <laughs> well apparently only uh, Jeremiah probably knew the yeah, code that's no, Maddie knows the code now. I bet you. <laughs> yeah, probably. I don't know. She would have watched him anyway. But that's that's you know that's my point is that they really are they're juggling a lot of eggs in the air, and they kept them all going at a pretty good pace. Uh, They've improved on it sometimes. Was, yeah, no, I, I agree. They they paced this episode a little. Episode of the season it took a little while to to, to really pick up to where it was. Uh, 
uh, gripping to watch where it was just, it was okay to watch and then it picked up finally. But this one kept, kept moving all the way through. There was, there wasn't a moment to catch your breath. Well, I remember some past episodes I've called it out on being too much like a tennis match, you know, that they can edit and it all probably comes down to the commercial placement. So it's not necessarily the showrunners or editors fault, you know, um, it just kind of has to fall that way sometimes, but there is times like, I mean, literally in this one, they they do like one cut to a scene that's literally like 10 seconds long and then go back to another. And, and sometimes I think they could juggle that better, but it, it, it has flowed really well this right. season so But far. remember, if this I were agree. the other show, that yeah. Strand and Dante stuff would have been a whole episode. Probably, That is yeah, very it's... true. I was thinking the same thing. The whole um, back, going back and thinking about a dream you had or or all, all that right there. I mean, really, you spent, you took like 30, 40 minutes just to explain that uh, yeah. in the last um, uh, season finale, when are you serious? I, that was so unnecessary. So much of it could have been left out. Yeah, it's really all about how how well you pace your writing, you know. And and again, I, I think the other show is is sadly kind of the other show in that way. so much time. And they're the ones that are hindered by the comic more than anything, I think. And I think that's a lot of reason for it. That they is do need true. To, they do need to spin their wheels to get to certain comic book beats since they're following it so closely well, right now. Aren't they still like 100 issues behind? Uh, a lot. About 60. Yeah. About 60, 60 issues behind at this point. Yeah, I mean, 100 basically was Glenn dying. Right, right. I do know and that. And they're up to like 168 now or something as far as issues. So and then you know yeah this is literally the, this is probably issue about one ten you know. I mean don't get me wrong, war. I still love um, the Walking Dead and they have oh, yeah. a lot of uh, different paces which I can understand for you know like in the middle of the uh, season I can understand having it a little slow because you know you're needing to get to the good shit but yeah. still. Uh, having it in the season finale, that's just not, no bueno. No bueno. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm very hopeful for this season. Um, you know, this show falls into those traps, too, when they need to, but and we're, we're bound to, but they've, they've got less people scattered than the regular show does usually, so. Less people in total, true. also. Yeah. But to be fair, I watched them both, loved them both, and will continue to watch. Oh, absolutely. I'm a hook. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I keep getting, uh, you know, a friend of mine keeps pushing me to watch iZombie, and I'm just like, oh, man, you know, I hear how great it is, but. It's I'll not keep... bad. I, I actually like that show a lot. I just got so much going on <laughs> no, that I two can't zombie watch shows got to right be pretty now. much my quota right now because I've got other things to. I've got a pile of other things to watch, too. So, two it's zombie a, shows. That's all i got room in my life for. You know, it's a very different premise than any show. Uh, you know, even though she still zombies out, or is a zombie always, just not our kind of zombie. You know? Yeah, well, I did I did learn something intriguing. Someone, uh, this person told me last night that uh, I didn't realize Rob Thomas was actually the Rob Thomas from Matchbox 20 that is the showrunner. Really? I, I, apparently, yeah, and apparently he gets eaten on one of the episodes, and that alone <laughs> almost makes me want to go watch it, because Matchbox 20 was an affront to music on all fronts. Well, you can but... probably just find that one episode <laughs> on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, so, you know, just to, just to get that catharsis. Now, uh, Actually, speaking... I kind of liked Matchbox 20, but I used to have to play a shit ton of it, so. <laughs> I love Matchbox 20, seriously. Um... Now, has anyone else heard of, uh, is it Maria Clarita or Clarita Maria? Something on Netflix, I think it is. No. Anta Clarita or something like that? Well, my girlfriend was talking about it. So, um, apparently, uh, I think she uh, turned into a zombie or something. Oh, the, yeah. The the Drew Barrymore show? Is it the Drew Barrymore show, Santa Clarita Diet? Yeah. Santa Clarita Diet, that's the yeah. one. Yeah, okay, so she really <laughs> raved about it. 
It says it's a must watch. Here again, I haven't had a chance to sit down and watch much, but watch other things. But I gotta say, she she just raved about it. So if somebody wants to give that a look at, let me know. I've been planning to. Because I'll watch Drew Barrymore read a fucking phone book, so I'll definitely eat her, eat a motherfucker. I'll watch her eat a motherfucker. But... <laughs> <laughs> well, that's I say I'll eat her. Yeah, I'd yeah, yeah. That too. And uh, Timothy <laughs> Oliphant is in there now. Did you ever watch Justified? No, not yet. Another one that's, on my that's pile. That's a show I'm, I'm planning on. Uh, definitely planning on binging sometime soon. I just got done with because he's a, he's also a great actor to watch. Gentlemen, I love you to death, but can we say I yeah. say goodbye for the podcast recording? Yes, oh, yeah. gotta go pee. So okay, that's like for really the bad. Walking Dead cast. We're just gonna we're just train wreck tonight. So deal with it. Uh, <laughs> so we love you for dealing with it, especially you, David Pasquarella. Bye now. Yeah. Bye, Bye now. Adios, Rubidarchi, Sayonara. Bye to Dios. Oh,